0: Good morning. Um, just want to mention that I do intend, Amir HaShem, to continue um, with the practical topic of using hot water and showering on Yom Diff. Um it does take many hours to prepare those classes, and uh, I, don't know, I was, wasn't ready to do that topic today. Hopefully, in one of the next coming weeks, I'll be able to return and get some more clarity about that topic. So the topic for today is the bracha of Tefillas Haderach. In this week's Parsha, Parsha's Baluyis Chalinchus we read Va'heb ben Soya ha'Orin va'yomer Moshe that when the Jewish people will travel, when Soya ha'Orin, when the Aron was lifted, and that was the beginning of their travels, Kuma Hashem, Moshe said, Kuma Hashem v'yafutsu yevachov v'yanusu mesanach hamipanachah, that your enemies should be dispersed and run away from in front of you. And in the commentary of Rabbi Yosef Bichur Shoyr, one of the Baalei HaTosfos on this comment on this pasuk, he says, "Zu This was the Tzfilas of the Jewish people in the in the desert. That when they when they were traveling from one place to the other in the desert, they said this 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 prayer that Moshe Rabbeinu said on behalf of the Jewish people. Kuma Hashem v'yofutzoy v'echov v'yarnusim panacha. This was the Tzfilas Hadarach. The concept of davening when one travels is. Um, Goes back uh, very early. We find the redeacavavino in Parashas where he goes on. His, he's on. His, he goes on his travels, and he says, "Oshma <laughs> Oshmarani is going to guard me on this journey that I am traveling on, there are other psukim that also um, allu- allude to this. as in Sefer Ezra. There's also in Sefer Ezra in chapter eight. There's also this idea of the idea of saying a, bracha, a a prayer for travel. And this is codified in the Gemaraim Brachus that when a person goes on a journey, he has to say, um, What do they consider a
1: journey?
0: Oh, what's considered a journey? We're going to get to all these things. Oh, okay. But um, now. So, it's, so, so the way the Gemara presents it and the way the Pasukam presents it is not just a nice idea that you could do, but it's actually an obligation that, you know, just like Chazal, Ukevea, Chazal established brachas for all sorts of things, you have a bracha when you eat and a bracha when you hear thunder, uh, thunder right? So there's a bracha when you go on a journey. And um, you're supposed to say this bracha when you go on a journey? And uh, it seems like there were different times when people or communities were neglecting, not taking this seriously enough, and often you find in the posthum, like, these ideas, oh, have to make sure to remind people to say it, and um, later we'll talk more about uh, what we have from Chabad, specifically about Falas Adarach, but I saw there's a number of different... Uh, uh, when people wrote to the Rebbe about... Uh, they were taking, traveling, whatever it was. The Rebbe sometimes reminded people about saying Tfilas Adarach, Specifically, one was from ninety-one, And I mentioned the year. It's important, but we'll get to that later. But in 1991, the Rebbe wrote to Rebbe uh, Menachem Karolitsky, who was traveling to Montreal. The Rebbe wrote to him, there are many of Anash who, and then in, in quote who quote-unquote don't have the minhag. Ein Noihagim im so, in other words, people, it seems like the Rebbe is sort of saying, like, you know, people treat this as sort of a minhag, which is not that important, or whatever it is. The You know, basically, if people use the opportunity to remind people that Tfilah is indeed an important thing to do. Okay, so we're familiar with, I think everybody's familiar with Tfilah in the Siddur. People say it. There's different Nuschois. There's Chabad Nusach, now, the first question is, so co- cover a few th- things of Tfilas HaDarach, practically speaking. Firstly, the Gemara says, over there in Brochus, Omer Abayya, that a person should include himself with the public. Which means, says Rashi, that you should say Tfilas HaDarach in a public, um, in, 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 plural, in the plural. That you should Give um, you should that I should go on a peaceful journey, but that we should go on a peaceful journey. Now in this Gemara, the Chayyim, there's two ways to understand it. One way to understand it, and you might see the more obvious way to understand it, is that if you are traveling with other people, then you should say it in the, in the plural. But if, you say, if you're traveling alone, why should you say it in the plural? You're going yourself. What are you talking about, right? So that's, in fact, the way the Chaim and some Rishonim understand it. However, others should understand it to be a, a general thing, that even if you're traveling alone... You should always include yourself with the public so that you say it in the plural, and you're including, obviously, at any given time, you're not the only person traveling. You might be traveling on this specific trip alone, but there are other people also traveling to their destinations and their trips. And therefore, it's always a good idea to include yourself, not to say a personal prayer, but to say a public prayer, for, for, for you include yourself in the congregation, so therefore you should always say, in the public, and this in in the plural, and this is indeed... The, certainly the way it, it is a Chabad But I believe, generally speaking, that's the consensus that you always say Tfilas Aderech in the plural tense.
2: It seems obvious if you have fellow travelers, travelers that you should say Shatolichim and Shalom.
0: Why is that obvious? I mean, the Gemara Torah because that's what the Gemara says but without no, the Gemara... I would say I don't, I, I,
2: I, no, I would say it's so obvious that I don't even feel like the Why? If say everybody's
0: saying them. their own Tfilas Aderech Who says they will? What? Who
2: says they will? You know, here I am I'm with the people, I make sure they include that
0: well, you could so do you that, could. or you could, each person could say their own bracha that's a big if <coughs> oh. well why it depends on the circumstances either it is well, or it it's isn't a group of people but are, the, the, why is it a big if there's no there's never you say oh, oh we're all gonna, gonna say it for, we'll talk soon about stopping but we're all going to stop now and we're gonna say it for so everybody says it so why why should you well, include when them we
3: say all brachas are always a lot of times I should
0: not say always but many times the brachas are in plural yeah when you're saying like is plural yeah yeah but I'm just saying that, that the fact that it has to be in plural is not something the fa- <laughs> Yeah, and um, the the Paschum say that if you said it, yeah, it's not... Uh, but even if you're traveling with other well, people, I mean, it makes sense to say it in the plural, but I don't know if it's a logical imperative that you must say it in the plural. The Gemara well, I'm saying,
2: but if, if everyone might be at risk, it make, just makes sense. I, I understand what you're saying. Like, uh, you know... Um, just like Kriyashma, I'm not I, we're all gonna say I'm not saying it for everybody. We're all gonna say our own Kriyashma. Yeah. But when you're talking about a matter of safety, there you know, if you're, if you're traveling with the group of people,
0: you want to make sure that's I mean sure in, general we, um, in general we in general we say th Phyllis and Ram. Not you Yosef mentioned the Amidah whole thing, yeah. The same Belibay no bino Allah, yeah. We talk always in the plural. Yeah. Okay. Now um, there is however, there is a very old Kabbalah sefer called the Sefer Hakanah. It's, I'm not sure, I think it's a, generally speaking, (coughs) it's attributed to Reb Nechun Yaman HaKana, who was one of the Tanoim. I don't know exactly if that attribution is uh, 100% accepted or if there's other attributions, but it's certainly a very old Kabbalah Sefer. And he says that the reason you say Tfilah Sadarach in the plural is not because there's other travelers, but because you are talking about yourself in the plural because you're not just yourself. You have the Malachim. Every person has Malachim who accompany him wherever he goes. Interesting to note that this is also another related halacha to the Malachim who accompany with you is a halacha that's brought in the Gemara, it's brought in the Rambam, it's brought in Aruch, Even though practically speaking, we don't say it so much. Uh, I don't know anyone who says it, but it is out there. And mm-hmm. uh, that when a, before a person goes into the bathroom, there's a special sort of declaration you say to the malachim accompanying you, saying like, "Excuse me, yeah, this is what I got to do right now." So there's this idea again, even in the Rambam, that there's malachim who are accompanying. You know, it's a whole, it's a whole, it's a whole discussion to understand exactly what the Rambam's. Um, conception of Malachim are, it's a whole big topic, we're not going into that now, but there's an idea that's Malachim going with you, and Sezerab says in Sefer Akona, that's why you say Tfilas in the plural. However, now there's a, there's a practical difference between the two reasons to say Tfilas HaDerech in the plural, because and Tsefah Akroni continues that there's a word over there, Usneini l'cheyna that l'arachmen, or in the Chabanosach there's a double tov, whatever the grammar of that is, but basically it means that you should place me in a favorable position. I should find favor and, and kindness in people's eyes. In your eyes, Hashem, and in the eyes of all those who see us, I should find favor. Now, finding favor is a human characteristic that doesn't apply to Malachim, and therefore says Zefir Hakana that that specific word of Tzvila should be said in the singular form. Now. So so, so, how do we Paskan so, so It's interesting that this, the Mogan of the Mogan of Rome, the, the Morgan of Rome like the Sefer Al-Kahna, the you should say, in the singular. And indeed, this is certainly the Chabad. Oh, so actually, he brings here that in the Alter Rebbe Siddur originally, it says the Visit in the plural, but um, later on it's a Mechtedek. Um, edited it, that obviously it's in accordance with the Magen Avraham, that it should be v'setnei ni, and the interesting thing is, that certainly in Chabad, we say v'setnei ni, we say the whole thing in the plural, besides the word in the singular, even if you're traveling with a group. Even if you're traveling with a group, we say the whole thing in the plural, and that word, we say in the singular, so it seems like we're accepting the ruling of the Sefer HaKonah and the Morgan Exclusively, what's the uh, what's the Ashkenaz? <coughs> how do you know? What do you, how do you say it? You say they you say they ni. No. You say they uh, know Whether you're traveling alone or, or the, the group makes no difference. You Always saying the whole thing in the plural. Okay, so it's interesting. That's uh, I didn't see what the Mishnah Bura says, but certainly the mogan says that you should say it in the singular. Now, okay, moving on. There is a. Gemara, Gemara continues over there. How do you say it? If Christa says you should say it, Now, usually means standing. Let's just use... Uh, sorry. mean. Okay, So there's two things that Amida could mean. Amida can mean standing as opposed to sitting, and Omida can also mean stationary as opposed to traveling, as opposed to moving. So let's start with the, origin, the second interpretation. Mo'umad means stationary. So if Christa says you say the Baruch is stationary... Can't see. no, Okay. Um, so my um, says no. You don't need to say it stationary. You could say it even while you are Mahalak. Literally means walking. Rosh Hashanah was walking on the way. We're traveling. I think come, come" in this context means he stopped, and he was davening him, it seems like he was davening <laughs> said to his assistant, what's doing? Um, he's davening, Was the blind? I don't remember, Could be. anyway, says to his assistant, okay, let's also stop, and I'll say it as well, which means basically just because A is okay doesn't mean that B is not better. So even though Rav Sheshis himself held that it was legitimate to say Tfil while he was continuing on his travels, he agreed that it was better to say Tfil stationary, and therefore since Rav Hizda was anyway stopping to do it so he also said Tfil stationary. So Rav Sheshus
3: and Rav Hizda, were
0: they Amirayim or Tanah? There is no, yeah, I don't think there's any, well, there is reference to Tfilas in the Mishnah, but that's in Parakoroya. okay, that's different, there's two types of Tfilas which which we merge them both, uh, there's one for traveling and one for go, leaving a city, which could be dangerous, if you, if you survive the city, or whatever, it's, I don't think we've got time to get into that, um, but th- th- the, certainly the elaboration of the laws of tefillah sederet comes from the Gemara, not from the Mishnah. Um, okay, so lemaisa, how do we pass? And so the Rishonim say that um, everybody, basically everybody, agrees that this is sort of the, so it's it's a legitimate, it's allowed to say tefillah Sadarach while you're still walking. But if it's possible, it's a good thing to stop to say tefillah Sadarach. And um, for uh, all the past can bring this, I'll read you the, la- the, the language of the Alta Rebbe. Strictly speaking, you could say even while you are traveling or walking. It's better to, um, st- to stop. To stand still while you're saying, if it's possible, if the rest of your caravan, if your rest of your group are also stopping, so then you stop and you say, but uh, if everybody, if you're going to stop and say, and then you're going to have to catch up to everybody, then that's not a good idea. And in that case, you say, while you are walking. Um, you don't ha- uh, 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 nevertheless we just mean you should stop from walking if you're riding on an animal you don't have to get off the animal you're going horseback riding you're going from town to town so you stop the horse and you say while the horse is stationary you don't have to get off from the animal listen to this the same is true so somebody who is sitting in a wagon, you don't have to get off the wagon, if it's possible, you should stop the horses, and if not, then you say it while the horses are still riding. Now, um, the question is, does this idea, so, so let, let's say practically speaking, you're driving, so if you can pull, obviously it has to be in a safe way, right? So if you can pull over into a gas station or something and say it's stationary, that's certainly um, better, but if not, it's okay to say it while, while you're driving. Now the question is, does this apply to everybody in the vehicle or only to the driver? Meaning, what if you're, I don't know, let's say you're going on a bus, right? So, okay, we'll see later that there's a specific um, Period within their journey, that it's best to say it's for the But let's just say, given all, if all is equal, is there a preference that you should wait till the bus stops to say it's for the Sederach, Or is the idea only if you're driving or you're, you know, whatever the old, you know, you're leading the, 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 the wagon, right? You're whipping the horse. So then, so then you're distracted, so then you should say, to, then it's best to stop. But if you're just sitting station, on, on the bus, or on the train, or on the, you know, so is, the, is it better to wait until it stops or not? That seems to be unclear. There could be perhaps um, the yukim in both ways. There are certainly who say that it does not apply to the people who are just passive passengers because they're not distracted by the fact that the car is moving versus the guy who's actually driving. He's hopefully concentrating on the, w- uh-huh. on the way, so even though it's not a, ma- I mean, I could know from personal experience, that, you know, you're not sort of major concentration, you're driving, it's relaxed, whatever it is, but to say is somewhat, it's difficult to concentrate properly, for me at least, while I'm driving, um, often while I'm driving, I'll prefer somebody else and I listen and say amen, um, which is also an option, just like Kiddush and everything, you could be yurtza from somebody else as long as you <coughs> listen and you say amen. Before I go,
1: do I think so
0: therefore do I have to do it. Oh, we're going go to get. We're going to get there. Um, okay, so that's as, that's as far as going stationary well. is concerned. Now, now we come to the other interpretation of the word amila. What about actually standing up? Okay, so uh, we've said that ideally you should be sta- you should stop your car, stop your, you know. Uh-huh. What about once you stop, do you just sit there? You pull over and you sit and say you should get out the car and stand up to say it. So um, there's actually an interesting interpretation <coughs> from on the Gemara that we spoke before about Rav Sheches, Um that he says that the reason why Rav Sheshesh holds that it's okay to say it while you're still traveling is because he says, we're not gonna you know you're traveling we don't want to slow you down to have to say it but if you're sitting and so you're sitting anyway it's not gonna it's not gonna in other words once you're once you're anyway stopped, or in a case where you don't have to stop, like you're sitting on a wagon or in a car, so just stand up. You know, okay. We think of a car; you can't really stand in a car, but imagine sitting in a wagon or sitting on a train is very. In America, people don't travel by train so much, but in, in England and Europe, it's very common people travel by train, um, intercity and even intercountry. So, um, so 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 sh- it, it doesn't cost you anything. To, we're not going to make you stop because we don't want to interrupt your journey. But it doesn't cost you anything. It doesn't delay you or inconvenience you. To stand up, so unless so, you're
2: the wagon <coughs> driver,
0: yeah. But I'm saying, right? So should you stand up to say it um, So that's how the Rechaim wants. He wants to lump shot in the Gemara that you do that you should really stand up, and um, also in the in the Aruch Hashulchan he brings. He's talking about the Masilos Habarzel, the iron paths. That was what the pasukim referred to the train. So, on the train, he says, you know, it's very easy to stand up, or if you're on a ship, on a cruise, it's easy to stand up, so you should say it's standing up. Um, however, yeah, I mean, the, for example, the Alter writes, we saw before the lashon of the Alter it doesn't seem to imply, he t- seems to be talking more about st- st- going stationary from your, from from moving, he doesn't really seem to be talking about standing up, the Altarebbe doesn't seem to be so concerned with that. However, it's interesting to note that we have, um, within from the Chabad Rebbe, and we have this from the Rebbe Rashab, and also, um, also from the Rebbe himself, the only, the only times that the Rebbe traveled out of the city that, that we have uh, sort of recordings of what the Rebbe did were the two times in the summers in the 50s where the Rebbe went to visit uh, upstate, to visit the, the camp, yeah. uh, Gan Yisrael. And both the Rebbe Rashab and the Rebbe, it's reported that they, they pulled over at a gas station, well, the Rebbe HaShaba wasn't a gas station, but that they stopped, in the case of the Rebbe, it was they pulled over at a gas station, um, got out and washed his hands, um, and then said to standing up. So it seems like, even though, uh, certainly halachically there's no requirement for this, but the, that, that the Rebbe did say it's standing up, and they even washed their hands before, which is an interesting thing. I didn't sort of see anything, obviously, what would be the specific need to wash your hands. Um, but, um, I mean, in general, I guess Tara, and, and you know, before you say any broccoli you're supposed to be, ah, uh? even
2: Lichluch.
0: yeah. But anyway, but they did stop and stand up, so there is such an idea to say it's standing up, although, certainly, I, I think it, practically speaking, um, if you're on a train, it's certainly an easy thing to do, if you're on a plane. Usually, I mean, we'll see soon when the correct time to say to us is. If you're on a plane, you're usually not able to stand up, certainly not at that time in the flight. Uh, and even if you can, standing up in a plane is off, even if, you, even if you, for whatever reason you're saying it later on in the flight, um, once the seatbelt signs are off, it's still usually standing up is not on a plane is not going to enhance your concentration, on the contrary. But, you know, if you're stopping in a gas station, if, you know, then it's certainly a nice thing to do. By
2: now, the way Repetition is blind. Yes, Rav Kister was blind. Rifchist, even, that's why he uh, Agira, asked. Even though he's blind, it's still putting it on his eyes. So this <coughs> remedy was helpful for him in some kind of way.
0: Uh-huh. No, but the point is that that's why he asked his assistant what Rav Kister is doing because he couldn't see what Rav was doing. Okay. Um, now, the Gemara says over there. When do you say it? Once, you, once you're traveling on the road, that's when you say it. Say it. And then the Gemara says, "At till when? At till how much?" You say it till a parsa. Now, a parsa is 8,000 amas, which is uh, about 3.8 3. kilometers, or just over 2 miles, right? That's the distance of a parsa. Now, what does it mean that you say it till the Parsa So, in the him, we find three pirushim. The first commentary, uh, the first interpretation is that of Rashi, which is the one that's mo- the most difficult to understand what the logic behind Rashi is, but what Rashi says is that you should not say it after a parsa. In other words, you say it for before you're a parsa into your journey. Once you're over this, again, let's call it approximately two miles into your journey, now you've missed the chance you don't say it for anymore. Um, that's one interpretation, and again, it does I have, I mean, I can't say I looked high and high and low, but I, it, it's, it seems difficult to understand why that would be the case. Why should you not say t'fila Saderach if you've already gone more than a parasa? And indeed, uh, that's the, the, the second interpretation. Is in fact that um, ideally you should say it. Within the first parser, but if you didn't say it within the first parser, you continue to say it as long as you're not within a parser of the city of your destination. <coughs> so, um, as long as you're traveling, I don't know, from Chicago to Detroit. So, ideally, you say it within the first two miles outside of Chicago. Um, if you didn't say it, then you say it anytime along the way. This is actually how we pass, can, yeah? Um, but once, if you forgot to say it and you remember while you're within, uh, when you're already within two, two uh, one parasa, whatever it is, two and a bit miles of the of, of the net of the city of your destination, then it's already too late. Then your journey is considered, so to speak, finished, and you no longer say tzilas aderach. There is another interpretation which we also pass in lahalacha, and that is that you say tzilas aderach on a journey that is a parasa. If the distance between the two cities is less than a parasa, it's less than two point two miles, whatever exactly it is. So then. Um, you don't say it for the So again, we take out from this three things. Number one, you say it for the on a journey, that, the distance of which is a parsa. Number two, ideally, you say it within the first parsa after you leave your city, to to Tashit <coughs> rashi that you have to say it then, or maybe even other Rishonim hold that that's Pshat in the Gemara, that you're supposed to say it then. But, the, but if you didn't say it then, then you say it anytime within your journey as long as you're not within a parsa of the city of your destination. Um, however, the post can add that if there is a, if your journey from one city to the next is less than a parasa, but it is a, a journey that is Musuk that Pasakan that it's known to be a dangerous trip, so then you do say it. Now, now that, okay, so we 're going to talk more practically speaking soon, but I just want to point out when we talk about the city. We don't mean what we call today the city limits, like right now in Chicago, across the street is Evanston, down there is Skokie, and over there is Lincolnwood. Halachically, that's all considered one city. Um, A city in Halacha, we talk about tchum Shabbos, how far you're allowed to travel on Shabbos outside the city, it's going to come up soon in the Rambam also, for the The, the, 3 the The Halachic definition of the city is an inhabited area, so once you come to an area where there are no longer any houses, now you're outside the city. Yeah. Right? So, in America, it's not certain, I mean, I don't know about rural America, but certainly, you know, in Chicago or in the big city, it's not common that you should have two cities that are, you know, yes, so so once you are 70 Amis, which is about 100 feet or so past the last house, now you're considered to be outside the city. Right? So, it's you don't usually have a gap of 200 feet in another city, right? So it's not, But if you think about places like in Israel, where often you have um You know, if you go between Fachabad and Tel Aviv right i mean that that's the, you don't need to, or even yeah in Israel you often have very sort of small patches of highway or or of streets with no houses and no inhabitants, just fields or whatever it is, and then another city so you could be going up and back in the same city, from, from a city to another multiple times a day, which we 're going to talk about that later but i 'm just saying the idea that you could have two cities which are separate cities but within but it 's less than a uh, uh, than 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 um then a the partial difference in between them um, can happen in other countries, and I think that it could even be it's a Sakana. there are certain places in Israel where the only way to get from A to B, even though it's a very short distance, is going through places which are dangerous, and certainly um, if a person has to take that trip, he should say it's for the Sadarach. Okay. Now, another discussion which comes up in the Paschim is um, is how to understand this idea of parasol, because we said a parasol is 8,000 namus, which is 3.85 kilometers to whatever it is, 2.2 something miles, right? Do we mean distance, or do we mean that as a time frame, right? So back in the day, the way the, 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 the common mode of travel was walking, so to walk, a parasol takes 72 minutes. So are we saying that... <coughs> you should when we talk about parsa meaning you only say it if you if the distance from city a to b is a parsa and ideally you should say it within the first parsa of uh, of your trip but if you didn't you could say it with as long as you're not within the parasa of your destination all these times we're using the word parsa do we mean parasa as in 2.2 miles or do we mean parasa as in 72 minutes mm-hmm. right so this is a topic which the Paskim um, discussed Mainly, this became a topic of discussion. The poskim once travel by train, became a, um, became common. And lemaisa, it seems like many poskim, including the Mishnah Bura, say that we talk, we're talking about a parsa, we're talking about the distance traveled, not about the time frame. However, there are some Paschim, uh, I think most famously, perhaps Bavadi Yosef, who talks about, and, the, and the, uh, yeah, that Rebavadi Yosef holds that we're talking here about that we, we follow the time frame of 72 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I believe that if Rebavadi Yosef is your Pesach, then that's your Pesach, but I believe that the more common um, interpretation of the Paschum is that we go by distance and we don't really cons- concern ourselves so much with the time frame. Um, okay, there's other Paschum talk about, like, what do you do if you go from A to B, where the sort of Aerial distance is less than a parasim, but the only way to get there is in some long, you know, up a mountain, down a mountain, and it's, uh, it's, it's more than a parasim. I don't think going to get into that right now. Now, um, when are you supposed to say it, Filasadarach? So the Gemara says, Amos matsli." when do you say this prayer? The Gemara says, "Mishasham HaLech once you're going on the way. The Mechaber says, you're already, how do you say, hechzik, you're already, you're on the way, right? So there's a number of different ways to understand this, um, this halacha. Some poskim hold that, it, that even before you leave your house, or before you leave your city, once you're going on this journey that is taking you out of the city, so now, now you're already on the journey, You've already packed your bags, you're about to leave your house, or you're already sitting in your car or in your wagon about to leave. So you're already on the trip, and your intent, you're on the trip. Your intention is that this trip is going to take you intercity, out of the city. So now you can say it's that's, um, um That's one approach. Um, and indeed, the Chidor says that as soon as you leave the front door of your house, you know, that's you stop outside your house, you say it's Now, it's interesting because in theory, it's a much more convenient time to say tzluzarich. So you're traveling, you're driving, and then you, you pull over. You don't pull over. You get everybody to 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 stop whatever they're doing. Like it would it would be much more sort of in the spirit of tzluzarich, I believe. Before you pull, okay, you get into the car. Let's say before we pull out, okay. Before thing we do, before we get distracted listening <coughs> to our podcast and, and and fighting with the kids and what whatever. Yeah, whatever you do, um, let's say tzluzarich. But um Le-maisa, Lemaisa, the don't, the other paschim say no, the Shaloh, the Morgon of and the Rebbe also says that you shouldn't say Tzviles HaDarech until you've actually left the city. So, the correct time frame to say Tzviles HaDarech is after you've left the city, because then it's Hechzik WaDarech, but with ideally within the first parasol so you're driving on the highway so you know you leave Chicago you're going on a road to South Bend yeah you're going to Indiana so once you see that okay you're outside the area of houses you might still see a factory here and there but there's already big gaps in between them it's not the the inhabited city area now you're outside the city and then ideally within the first two miles of that of the of the reaching that benchmark that's the time to say it, and if it's possible to pull over and say it, then you should say it pulled over. If not, you say it while you're driving. If you have somebody else in the car, you somebody else can say it, and you answer amen if you find that more um, convenient. If you don't have somebody else in the car and you, d- d- you can't say it by heart, so then I would, and, and there's no safe place to pull over. I would say better wait until you have a gas station, even if it's more than a parasol, because that's only the chachilo and machmatarashi. But 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 pull, wait till you get to a gas station where you can pull over and say it quote unquote like a mensch. yes.
1: You know, one of the reasons
3: why I think it's safe to fill a is for protection, right? right. protection, uh, hmm. I think you're gonna. In a, in a way, if you're going outside the city, you need more protection from the time you leave your house until you reach the edge of the city with yeah. all the traffic. than once you get out of the city, oh, okay. because there's no traffic.
0: Very so good. So you're saying that driving in the city is more dangerous than driving on the highway. Uh-huh. Right? Okay, yeah. very good. Thank you for bringing that up. And we're going to get to that. I just want to cover a few, a few more little, uh, small topics first. Um, okay. Flying. <coughs> so, somebody asked the Rogachava. Now, the Rogachava is famous for having his tremendously deep and creative understanding of the, of Torah and applying it to the most seemingly unrelated areas, and he, like, gets it right away, right? And, and his temper. And so somebody, <laughs> asked, somebody asked the Rogachava. Now, the Rogachava lived um, W- w- do you want to pull up his dates? When did the Rogatchover pass away? Uh, I, I would guess that the Rogatchover passed away in—I don't know. If I had to guess, I would say in the 1910s. No, no, 1936. Oh wow. 19, 1858 to 1936. Okay, so so somebody asked the Rogacheva, um and obviously this was new at the time, the fierech. Um, what do you do if you're traveling on a plane? Do, does travel on a plane warrant for mm-hmm. So the real didn't miss a beat, and he says that it's explicit in the Gemara that um, the Gemara says like this, mm-hmm. If you encounter a nest of a bird on the derech, on the way. So the Gemara says, if you find a bird's nest in the sea, you still have to send away the mother bird. Why? Because we see that the Pasuk refers to sea travel, refers to as derech. So, and it says the Gemara, uh, what about if you find a nest? Are you going to tell me that if you find a nest in the sky, you have to send away the mother bird, because the Gemara, the Pasuk says, derech nesher that the way of the vulture is in the, in the, in the heavens, so you see that the heaven, tra- that the travel in the sky is referred to as a derech, so the Gemara says, no, derech nesher, travel in the heavens is referred to the way of the vultures, is not considered the way, the derech, right? So, says so the Rogaton, you see from here that if you're in the sky, that's not called a derech. This is a prayer for a derech, tfilas haderech. So, obviously, you unless don't you, say. Unless,
2: unless you're a vulture.
0: <laughs> so, you don't say tfilas haderech maybe on a plane because a plane is a. The plane used to be called, I think, the flying bird, no? The, the something. The, no, the, well, the flying ship. No, 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 okay, fine. Anyway. But no, the, but there was the plane that was called the bird, There were, you know, like how every ship has a name, so it used to be that every plane has a name, now they have a registration or whatever, but uh, there were planes that had the name, with the word bird in the name. Anyway, whatever well the case is, um, so it says the Ragu Guchavah, note full the sederich for plane travel. However,
1: uh-huh.
0: However, so there's a letter published in the Koteziches, volume 12, which is a letter that the Rebbe wrote in, it doesn't say here the date, interestingly, but my recollection is that this is a letter that the Rebbe wrote in 1952. Um, and it, it's about Ben Shenguimel. Now, the whole sugya of Ben Shenguimel and, and when you do and don't Ben Goimel is related to Tfilet HaDarach, although I, I am specifically avoiding talking about that today. But at the end of that letter, the Rebbe quotes this idea from the Roget Chava, and the Rebbe says, I don't understand. The, the point of Tfilet HaDarach is not whether or not technically it's a Derech or not a Derech. It's more about whether or not this is you're, 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 you're leaving your the, the, the comfort or the stability of your home of your town, of your city and that poses some element of danger and um, so what's the difference if you're going on a derech or you're doing it by other means you're, sti- you're still leaving your house and you don't have the safety and the protection of your uh, natural, again I'm paraphrasing what the Rebbe says here, it's my own uh, interpretation here um, so um, if anybody wants to look it up it's the Ziches, volume 12, page 152 um, so therefore the Rabbi says, no, you definitely do say it for the even when you are going on a plane. And indeed, I mean, people entertain the Rav but for the most part, I believe the Paschim, do more um, all do accept that traveling by plane, travel by plane is um, no different than by train, bus, car, whatever. And you do say it for the Now, when are you supposed to say it for the when you go on a plane? Now, so, 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 okay. Let's assume. Okay, there's going to be some cases. We're going to get to this in a moment. But let's assume the airport is in the city, which I think that nowadays, this is. In the letter, the Rebbe says otherwise, but I think that nowadays the reality is that for the most part, the airports are within the halachic city, right? Even here in Chicago, you go to O'Hare, you go to Midway, you're not leaving the city on the way to O'Hare or Midway. Uh, I'm pretty sure the same is true in London and in New York and in all in, 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 in Tel Aviv. in all in all the cities that I've. Uh, it in and out of with any frequency, um, you're not leaving the city necessarily on the way to the airport. Um, and so that being the case, um, the Rishonim say that, okay, so you're supposed to, so, so so for example, the Mishnah Halacha says, and I believe this is the prevalent custom, he says, look, you're supposed to say it within the first pass of leaving the city. When do you leave the city when you're on a plane? So the moment you touch off ground right is that the word touch off take,
3: take off. off take off well takes touch off. Down is, take off is yeah, take touch off.
0: off the ma- the moment the wheels leave the ground right okay. you are oh, you know within a split second after that you're uh, you you're, you're now you're out of the city right you're above the houses it's not right so that's he says now again ideally you're supposed to say within the first parsec of you leaving the city so at least i mean you can't say that you can't say the whole by the time the plane you know, takes 2 seconds but at least you should start right away other, I saw he, I see the bare motion of Debrettina. He says that you could uh, while you 're already on the runway, sort of going towards takeoff. You're also already leaving the city, and that's already, you could start saying, then. I think that also, practically speaking, it depends on each airport and each runway. Sometimes, you know, the, air, the plane taxis for forever, and you go these runways, which are, and even though the airport itself is not way out of the city, the, by, the, by the time the plane is taking off, you're already more than um, the distance from from of 70 Amos from the last house, or even from the airport, for sure, but even, you know, you're not in an inhabited area necessarily. Again, it depends on each airport.
3: Doesn't it go back to the question you already raised, which is why don't we do it right when, like, it would be masudr to do it before you leave your party? Oh, so
0: we said because the Al Paskimus say that you're supposed to say it after you're already on the way, but. So, Lema'is and Le is in line with these poskums, that you say it either while you're on the one way, you're already starting to go towards takeoff, or after liftoff, I think that's the word they use, after liftoff from the ground, that, but then you should say it ideally right away. Now, if you said it too early, it's fine, because, like we said before, uh, the, the certainly there are poskums who say you could say it while you're still in the city, and that's fine. I should add another thing there, by the way, that all the, okay, the poskums agree that... If you have a trip that takes multiple days, that on the next day of the trip you could say it in your. For example, um, if you're doing a road trip, so the first day of your trip, you say it after you leave your city, right? Then you're staying over, you're taking a hotel, you're staying overnight, and then you continue in your trip. The next morning you could say it in your hotel room. Not everybody agrees because you're already on the trip, although we'll see soon about exactly how you, how, when you say on a trip that takes multiple days. But just going back to the planes for a moment, so again, to summarize, the Pasukim basically, don't take on, don't adopt the Rogacheva, they say that you do say on a plane, and ideally the correct time to say it is you know, right by takeoff if you can, but again, if you didn't, <laughs> so long as you're, you know, if you're already landing, then maybe not, but basically any time through the flight that you remember, um, you could say, so if you ever like, you, you know, if you delay, then you fall asleep, and then you wake up, and you're ready mid- mid-flight, mid um, so you say whenever whenever you remember. Um, okay, now, moving on to, Joseph, you wanted to say something? Uh, no. yeah, it's
3: fine.
0: No. Okay, now, moving on to a journey that takes a number of days. Now here there's something which I'm a little bit embarrassed even to say, it. it's, but, but, but I just realized this in preparing this class. Um, but it should have been obvious maybe, but it wasn't obvious to me, and maybe it's not obvious to others. So um, we'll, we'll go through this. The um, Colboy writes... Um, then you do say it for Okay, so basically what's he saying? He's saying that if you travel, you you're going on your trip and then in the middle of your travel you, you come into another city. And you, you, you stay in that city for a little bit, and then you continue, right? So you, you, you stop off, you're driving to Pittsburgh, you stop in Cleveland for lunch, and then you go on to Pittsburgh, right, or the other way around, whatever it is. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So um, so it says, then you don't continue saying to us, that you say it once, you said it in the beginning of the day, the fact that you came into a city and left the city, you still only say it um, one time for the whole day. Um, however, the Poskim say that's all if it's on the same day. But if you go for another day, if you, dri- dri- like I said before, you go on a road trip, you stay overnight. So then, each day warrants its own tfil Um, and this is indeed the way the Taz Paskins and, yeah, the Taz Paskins that you say Tfil-Azaderech day of your trip. Um, However, there's another opinion based on the Radvaz <coughs> and the way Reb Chaim Noah explains this in his Sefer he says, no you, you say it once for your whole trip and even if your trip takes many days and many weeks your your bracha is the bracha is, you should get me to my destination right, so it doesn't matter if it takes a day, two days, a week, a month. It's all one trip. You said for once for the whole trip. And even if, the way Noah adds in his footnote over there, he says, even if, you know, usually if you have something that you say a bracha on and then it stops, you say it again, right? So, for example, if there's thunder and lightning and then the storm clears and then the next day there's another storm, you say, that you say it again, right? Um, so, here, this certainly he says, what if there's a Shabbos in between? So, you certainly disrupted your travels, right? It doesn't matter. There's one, it's one trip you say it for the whole thing. And therefore, based on this shita, the Prikhadesh paskins that you should only say it once every day, once at the beginning of your trip, and then for the rest of the days of your trip, you say it without shema malchus, which means you say the regular text, you say Hashem's name in the beginning also, I believe, Hashem of the cave you say no. But at the end, instead of saying Baruch Hashem, Shemei you say Baruch HaTohah you skip the word Hashem, so that it shouldn't be a problem of a bracha Atala. Um and um it's, uh, yes, that way you avoid Braqalatala. Now the now, alter- how do we paskin? So in the Altrebah Paskins like the Taz, that you say it once a day, and therefore according to that you say it with Shema Malchus once a day. And according to that, um, if you, for example, are So you're taking your road trip, like I said before. So then, before you leave, the first day you say it after you've left the city. But in the in the in the rest of the days of your trip, you you could say it in your hotel room or whatever it is before you leave on your trip. That's fine. However, because you're already that amount of distance away from your home, because you're already on the that you're already hechzik b'derech, right? Now, however, in the siddur, the Alter Rebbe writes. The rest of the days that, that you that you're on your trip until you come home, you a should say it every morning. I Philip the b'malim even in your hotel. You should not finish baruch atosh Hashem shemitz filler. You should avoid the baruch of atolah. And this is clear. The way that the mechzetek Reb the Sharakelo, all those who talk about the Alter Rebbe's ruling in the siddur, they all say that that the ma'aseh we're to the siddur of the prechadash that you and the ravas that you don't say it. That you only say it once per trip. Now, in addition to this, there's something that, uh, this is, this wasn't new to me, I always knew this, was that the the, the Hanog of the Rebbe Rashab, and the rabbis mentioned this a number of times, that while you're on a trip, you say it HaDarach every day without Shema Malchus. Now, so let, let me summarize, practically speaking, all of this, and I'll explain to you what was, what was new to me what, just now as I figured this out now. L'halocha, the way it's in Shulchan Aruch, and most of the poskim, the taz, etc., the alt Shulchan Aruch is, when you're traveling on a trip for multiple days, you say it every day of your trip. The first day you say it after you leave town. In the continuation of your trip, you can say it even in your your hotel room. Um, now, based on this, by the way, I was always, like, disturbed that if you're flying, if you're traveling from west to east, often you'll have a night and a day, new day while you're on the plane, right? So the L'cha'irah, according to this... When it gets when it's the next day in the plane, you have to say it sidrech again. Although you could say that the idea is that that usually the, the, the pasuk I'm talking about another day, each day say for again, is because the assumption is that there was a time in the night that you stopped your trip, and you went to your hotel, and now you're continuing it. But if you're traveling continuously through the night, then you should not, then you don't need to say it's for again. So I, I think that practically speaking, nobody does that. I've never seen anybody on the plane, oh, it's the morning now, on the plane say it's for again. It's one trip, you're traveling through the night, you don't say it's for again. That's all if you're not following the Alter Rebbe's Siddur ruling. But for Chassidic Chabad, who followed the ruling Alter Rebbe's Siddur, even if you're going on a on a road trip for many days and you're traveling and traveling and traveling, you say it only once, with and all the subsequent days you say it without Sheba Malchus. Then there is the Hanhoga of the Rebbe Hashab. The Hanhoga, the Chiddush the of the Rebbe Hashab, which the way I always understood it, and I still think this is correct, is that even if you're not traveling, because you're still on your journey, you say it's felicitarian without your mouth. So, for example, you go out of town, you go to Florida for Yomtif, yeah? You go to visit your family, your parents for Yamtif. So there's the day that you travel to Florida, the day that you travel to whatever your destination. Or let's say it's even two or three days. Fine. Mm-hmm. Now you get there. For the next week, I'm not traveling, I'm staying in my parents' house. Nevertheless, each of those days, while you're in your in your quote-unquote destination, you're not at home, and therefore during those days you also say, this was the Kiddush of the Rabbi Hashab, that during those days you also say, I always had the question myself, what about, do you even say it on Shabbos and Yamtif, according to Rabbi Minak, which, um, and I actually one time asked Rabbi Landau. Who was, uh, who was a son of Rabbi who was the Rav, and Rabbi Shabbos? he knew these things. Unfortunately, I don't remember what he answered me. Um, Lamaisa, I do, I do not I say I that it. you asked him. I remember that I asked him. I don't remember what he answered me. But, um, but Lemaissa, I do, personally do not say it on Shabbos and Yomtev. I can say I always remember to say it when I'm traveling. But, um, but you know, when I'm out of town, I, ideally, if I remember, I say it every day without Sheba Malchus. Adkan, there's nothing new to me. Everything I've said until now, I knew. The Chiddush to me, which I just realized as I was going through this, that according to the Atareb and the Siddur, it's only once per journey. So even on your way back home, you also don't say, it HaDarich B'Shemu Malchus. Right? If I'm going for a week to London, or you're going for a week to Cleveland, right? so on the first day, you say it, B'Shemu Malchus. Right? Then you're there for a week during those days, If it's not Shabbat, you say it without Shema Malchus. Now you're flying back. You still don't say it with Shema Malchus because it's one tefillah for the whole journey. And and, until you come back to your own home, you're still on that same journey, which is included in the original bracha of Tefillah Sadarach. So that was the Kiddush to me today. And I I hope I'm right. Based on what I could see here from the Lashon of the Altar Rebbe, that's what it seems to me. That until you come home, You don't say it for more than once the Shema Malchus. This is not something I've ever done. I always, like, when I went, you know, I go to England, on the the flight on the way back, I say it for But it seems like, according to this, I should be saying it on the flight on the way back without Shema Malchus. Yes?
3: That raises the question, then. You know, here's the...
0: Parenthetical word. <laughs> yeah, very good. So that, that in the V'sachasireinu l'shalem is in the, as you called it, very good, the parenthetical word is, uh, it says, that if you're coming back home on the same day, you say V'sachasireinu l'shalem. Now, so you're saying, based on this, if you fill it once for the whole journey, the whole week, two uh, month long travel includes the whole trip until you, you come home. Come so day. you should say v'sach al l'shalom in your original thing. That's a good hara, and I, yeah, that's a good hara. Lemaisa, I don't think that changes anything because, first of all, you are going to say it every, continue to say it every day without shema malchus. So you have that element of it. Um, you are going to say it on your journey back home without shema malchus. Whether or not you say V'shaqazireinu L'shalem doesn't disqualify. In other words, like this. Let's say you are. You're going, you're traveling to Florida today and you're coming back on the same day and you don't say V'shaqazireinu L'shalem. Right? Whatever. You forgot to say it. Yeah? You're still not going to say it again for your journey back. ideally, you're supposed to say it. If you're coming back on the same day, you're supposed to say it. But... It, but we don't need to get down to those specifics. We just say in general that this, even without the word, is at filler for the journey. And you, you, you never say it according to all opinions. You never say it more than once a day, unless you change your mind. If you thought you reached your destination, then you change your mind to continue your travels, then you, you would say it again. So, a point taken that according to the Alter Rebbe's Mahalach that you're only going to say it once with Shem Malchus, then you should say even if you're planning to come back in a week or two weeks. Mice, I, I, I good point. I don't have a good answer for you. I don't think that's what we do.
3: So you're saying I shouldn't say, if I'm going to hold by this, I, shouldn't say, I still shouldn't only say it's as if I'm coming back the same
0: day. That's what I think, yes. Right. You know,
2: this is not, the logic is, is very bothersome for me. Go on. I can understand if you're, if you're like in a state of travel. Like, okay, so I'm, I'm going and I'm traveling to California, I'm sleeping overnight at a, at, a, at a hotel as I'm traveling or I'm staying in a caravan or something. So then, okay, then every single day I'm saying, Tfilah and then finally I get there, okay, and then at some point, and let's say I'm, I'm, I'm just stopping in California just for the day and then I'm turning right back. So then, I, this all makes sense. But if I'm like traveling to California, then I'm spending two weeks in California. When I'm heading back from California, it's like a new, that's a, to me, like a new travel.
0: That was always what I did as well.
3: But how do you know... Does it depend on, like, there's probably some unique factors. I mean, if you really want to get into the nitty-gritty, first of all, where's your family? I think that's likely considered your home. If you're talking about it, you know, that kind of a thing. Also, what if, what if you're a person who travels all the time and you have a muck and that you stay in at that place? Like, some people have, like, a rental, property in the place right yeah. so is that the end of your trip in that case yeah
2: I, That that should be even more obvious in that such a case but but you
0: know I don't know I'm just looking here in the notes of Rumb Noah it's in Kseit Shulchan and Badia Shulchan in Simon Samach number 67 um, I'm <laughs> the <direct> <laughs> <when> <laughs>
2: I'm staying overnight.
0: Uh, when, when I'm when I'm staying for two weeks somewhere, I'm still traveling. Especially if you're staying in you know, your your parents. <laughs> Yeah, but again, and that, oh, what He brings it clearly from the Radvaz. remember I mentioned before about if it becomes light in the middle of the plane, right? He brings clearly from the Radvaz that if you don't stop at night, then you don't say it again the next day, right? So that's clear that you don't say it again. Yeah, Um bum, 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 bum. I, Again, I, I, I don't think I, I hear that. I, I acknowledge that the way you're saying it was is the more pashta way, but I I don't. It doesn't sound sort of illogical for me that. You, you, the the, the derech and the sakana. I want to have a few more minutes to talk about what the sakana is, especially how we understand that nowadays. But but um, but um, but the idea is that somehow leaving the stability and the yeah leaving the stability of your home and your town poses some sort of sakana. So the, until you come back to your home, that is one event, and you've said your tefillah for that event um mm-hmm. okay now okay I just want to point out there is another question a small question about some of the usually a bracha that st- ends with the Hashem but doesn't start with the Hashem, is only we've discussed this a number of times is only if it comes after a another bracha, another five minutes hopefully I will be addressed to your question Abraham, yeah okay um, so so um so so Lamaya seems to be an exception to that rule because it starts it finishes with Hashem Shemei Tfilah it doesn't start with the Hashem. The Paskim discuss why some Paskim bring that ideally you should before you you should say you make another bracha, you go to the bathroom and you say yotzar, or you eat something or whatever it is to say another bracha before Tfilah Um Lamaya uh, there are those who, yes, so certainly that's something the, the Pas can bring as an ideal. In Chabad, it seems like it's not such a thing, and specifically, um, the stories brought up with the Rebbe when he went on those trips to the Catskills that uh, people offered him something to eat or whatever to them. The Rebbe said, no, we don't need to do that. So even though the rabbi did it with all the chumras of stopping and standing up and washing his hand, the rabbi didn't seem to be concerned with this idea of saying to Asadarach, the beginning. Okay, so again, it's certainly a legitimate but for the for those who follow the Chabad way, um, we have the maaser rab that we don't do it. Okay, now here we come to the thing which I was I was expecting to be attacked by all our dear rationalists over here but uh, you guys severely disappointed be, me. Uh, yes, all of you who are shaking your heads, you the guys I'm referring to. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so... Like, all on this side of the table?
2: No, right? no, no, no. no know, there's no. other rationalists in this house? Yeah. <laughs> Wannabees.
1: <Yeah.
3: laughs> you're a rationalist. <laughs> <laughs> I have a hard time. Stop. No,
2: okay. I'm, I'm an irrational rationalist.
0: So the question over here is <laughs> yeah. About, what's the text of Tula Sederach? What are you asking for? It says, save us from chayisrois from wild animals, Melissa him from bandits, right? What are we talking about? You go on a plane, you go on a train. You know, there's no bandits, there's no wild man. What's the kind of? What are you talking about? Why are you saying Tzaddik? The whole thing seems to be an um, a, archa- archaic. Is that the word? Um, archaic, yeah, yeah which, which has no relevance nowadays. And I should we like
2: with a club like a us. I
0: say, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but but Oh, so, uh, okay. So, so this is a question, <laughs> which basically it's this
3: this, this question. <laughs>
0: This question comes up in the postgame basically this question comes properly in the postgame from around the time when the ferroculus habazo when the trains uh, became uh, prevalent and they're like, hold on, should we still be saying, and you see some ambivalence. So, for example, just to quote from one example, you have the Tzayshashulchan, who he says, you know, you, you go in the way, it's not a derach Shomim in the middle anymore, and do, do you say it, do you not say it? He finishes off with the and he says, on the one, you know, however, it seems that this is takoda, you know, we don't mess with takoda of chazal that when you go on outside, there's, there's sort of this legal parameters. You leave your city. You know, okay, fine. He um, says, I'm not sure if you you travel on a way where, where there's other people, there's cars, there's police. There's a, you know, you're not just in the wilderness. Now, I want to quote a really, really interesting because, here, in other words, conceptual you know I'll get back to that in a moment, right? However, other Paiskim say no. the That's the munkatcher. He says, um, he says no. If for those who say you don't say it for even if you do, even if you, even if, even the, if there's always danger when you leave the city. Okay. So basically, that seems to, to these two to these two approaches. One is. Once upon a time, traveling was dangerous. Nowadays, it's not dangerous, so we don't say tefasaderech anymore. And others in say, in other no. words,
3: you only say it when it's dangerous.
0: Okay, yeah, basically. Others say that no, and then we have to sort of talk about what does danger mean. Um, others say, sort of, we, 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 you know, we're just getting technical. There's a takano of Chazal. You leave the city limits. You say a That's what you say. Those seem to be more or less the two approaches. Now, you could say, look, traveling is not dangerous nowadays. There's also another way to say it. There is, tra- there is danger in travel. There's accidents. There's all sorts of things that can happen in travel. Now, you might make the argument, like Bill said, Yes, it's true that there's some danger in travel, but it's much more dangerous to drive in the city than it is to drive on the highway. So on that, you could say that at the end of the day, look, uh, you can't create a new takon chazal. Driving on the highway has some element of danger to it, and for that, we have a takon, or oh, even going on a train, once in a while, you see in the news, there's, there's you That's know, all. the train gets derailed, whatever it is, right? These things happen once in a while. So there is some element of danger. Narva's. So you should say it for the there, because it's Tikhan Chazal. Are you saying there's other things that you're doing, that you're traveling in the city that is even more dangerous? Good, but for that, there's no Takan of chazal. So If there's a
2: Takan of Chazal, you don't even have to come to that there's any danger.
0: But that's the question. Do if you we really divorce...
2: Let's say we figured out a way to make trains, that there was a hundred... Like, it will never derail. Like, let's say you get like, you so. Know, but I'm not sure. Really, gets really, really,
0: is, is the kind of chazal completely supposed to be taken? In other words, is it supposed to be completely technical? You leave the city limits, so there's a tefillah to say, or is there some element of sakana? And by the way, if you think even about the text of the bracha, so we say listim chayesrois baderach, which I mean, unless you. Uh, Truth is, you have Miracle on the Hudson, right? There was a birth strike. Maybe that's Chayis Rezba Derech, or you have sometimes the deer in the highway. But I think that more or less, when I say Tfilas when I talk about the bandits, I'm more thinking, okay, you know, that's the text that we say, but what I do think is relevant, if you say, all sorts of um, dangerous things that could happen, that's when I think about, yeah, you know, save me, I should have a safe trip, right? So... So, so it could be that it's sort yeah. of just generic. One second. One second. One second.
2: Virtually, com- like when you're on a plane, okay, let's say, like, you know, we're talking about trains or cars. Those have, you know, let's say, a certain statistical potential of, of risk. Planes are, like, almost, like, statistically, like, Okay, there you go. Of, so, know, wait, wait. you have you have a, you're traveling on a plane. Ari, Ari. The place you're going it might be the most dangerous. So, to okay. get off the plane is when okay. you're in danger. So, so <laughs> people <laughs>
0: are rushing to leave and we're getting the hour Mark. I, I want to I'm, I'm not I want to have this conversation. I just want to finish off with a couple of points and quote something from the Rebbe. Um, I think that look, life is uh, life is by definition full of risks and often, you know, statistically speaking Flying is the most safe, um, safe, certainly safer than driving, statistically, right? Um, However, in all areas of life, there's, we don't, in halacha, we don't only take into account statistics. We also talk about Dosh Barabbim. In other words, there's certain things which may be more dangerous, but because it's Dosh because everyone does it, we say, okay, you know, that's fine. But you're doing something else, which statistically is less dangerous. But because it doesn't have this Dosh Barabbim that everybody does it all the time, we still consider it a Sakon or something that's dangerous that you should avoid. Now, here we're not talking about the same parameters exactly, because we're not saying that it's dangerous and therefore you shouldn't travel. The question is, is it dangerous enough that it warrants Tzol And here is something which I think is... It, it, I see this point in the rabbi's letter, and I think that this is the the sort of definitive, um, at least for me, this is the, my, again, I struggle where to draw the line, but I think this is somewhat of a thing. The Rebbe writes over here that usually the airport is outside of the city. Now, again, I said before I don't think that's the case anymore today, probably that was more true in the 50s. Rebbe says like this, usually the airport is outside the city, but if you were just going to the airport and going back home, you wouldn't say, because that's a usual thing, that's a common thing. But now that you're going to the airport, and from the airport you're going on the plane, so even if you hold the rocket shovel, that the plane is not a derech, so you say, Tfilas derech, on the way to the airport. Now, what am I taking from here? The Rebbe is saying that it's not just about, and I, th- I think oh, the Rebbe is not the only one who says this, Puskum say this, it's not just about, look on your map, did you go X amount of feet away from the last house, I think, what Do you feel like you went on a trip, or do you feel like you just, you know, people, there are people who, commute, for example, especially in Israel, people commute from into in Israel, what's considered outside city, people go from Yishalom to Beit Shemesh three times a day, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't even occur to them that they're traveling out of the city, that's not how you think of it. You go to Tferi, to tfas, whatever it is, right? So that feeling of, I'm going on a trip now, or I'm just going about my day, right? I don't feel any different, um, when I tre- when I go across the street to Evanston, as I do when I go, I don't know, maybe I do, but for some people, for example, and here's coming to you, you go every week, you go to Milwaukee, wherever you go, whatever it is, I, I don't know what you're, right, so there's room to say that, okay, it's something that you do with such, on such a routine basis, there are people who fly a few times a week, right, it's something you do on such a routine basis. Maybe there's room to say that that's already that, that's something that you do so routinely, you can't say that's derech and sakona. So, again, I can't tell you where to draw the line. I will say, look, if you're in doubt, if you're not sure that this is considered a derech, then say it without shame and malchus or be from somebody else. But so I don't know exactly where to draw the line, and, and, and I think the only way to understand it is, and again, most people, there's exceptions to this, most people feel like they're going on a trip more if they fly from Chicago to Detroit than if they drive from Chicago to Pittsburgh, right? Because, oh, you're driving, fine, I drove, you know, flying for most people. Maybe some people even still have a little bit of a fear of flying or turbulence, even if they know the statistics that it's more safe. You know, some people still have a little bit of a, you know, they they get scared when they're flying. It's not a logical fear. So I don't know exactly where to draw the line and how to dot all the I's and cross all the T's. But it does seem... That, we're, that, that from the Rebbe's letter and from a number of game, that your personal attitude to what you're doing now is this, I'm just commuting to work like I do every day or I'm going on a trip that does play some sort of role in whether or not um, you say mm-hmm. uh, um, obviously just the fact that it's out of the ordinary doesn't inherently make it danger- dangerous but that's another factor I want to say though there's one svarah which I really, really enjoyed from Taymani Pesach uh, by the name, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, Ritzabi Rish Tzadik Aleph Pesud. I think is how he spells it. He's a Taymani Pesach in Bnebrak. You see his name here and there. He comes up with interesting things. He has trifles called Eilashitzchok. And he's writing this about Ben Shin not about Philosopher Not getting into Goimel now, the whole, this the Ben Shin even just from traveling into city. But he says like this: He says, if you're traveling, What what, what do we say? What's the definition of Tanas You're leaving the city. How do you leave the city? The last house. You go 70 yamas past the last house. You've left the city. If you're driving on the highway and there's cars all over the places, so you've never really left the city because you're always surrounded by houses. They're moving houses. So, So what? You haven't really left the city. Yeah, his words are, Even in a long trip, The highways, the, the streets, are full of traveling cars. It's like you haven't actually left the inhabited area. So that's... Uh, right. There's not just people. There's even... A, a car has a din of a house. So it's moving. So it's moving. So what? So, so what I like about this is that he is sort of... You know, I have... I think everybody, to some extent, has some sort of like... Okay, this this filler to some extent or another doesn't really make sense anymore. But we sort of stuck. There's this takada of Chazal. That's what you're supposed to do. Whatever, and we sort of we struggle with that. And here he's kind of giving you sort of technical halachic svara to not to say teflas Sederach. and then it would depend. You know, you're driving to Detroit during the day where it's full of cars, or you're driving to the to upstate in the middle of the night where where you might be the only car for for, for two miles. So. Again, I, I am acknowledging that I'm leaving it somewhat open-ended, and I think that it does, in large part, depend on your personal feeling and experience of what you're doing now. Are you going on a trip, or are you just commuting to work like you usually do? Let me so just leave it on
3: one important point, though. Like, I, I feel like the the main thing that we, that's been missed in this discussion yeah. is mm-hmm. that this is similar to there's certain other things. I don't know how to think of them right now, but missing the point. This is not like, oh, it's an obligation, do I do it, do I not do it. It's the opportunity to do a mitzvah Zebracha. It's it's it, that's the perspective from my perspective. Do you uh-huh. have do you have the opportunity to do this mitzvah
0: or a- do you not? hundred percent. They're saying
3: that listen, you could so what some things are archaic. Some things are not yes, that's you know, true so and so there's what? many you, things you don't do the mitzvah anymore? hundred percent. And there's many taccanas and that
0: we do but on the t- t- the counter argument to that is that you're saying something to Hashem that's meaningless to you. You're talking about Hashem saving you from bandits, and you're like, what are but, you talking about? Is, I've never seen a
3: bandit. It's meaningless to you, because you're making it meaningless. But it's not meaningless. There's plenty in there that's meaningful. Okay,
0: some of it is right? meaningful. So
3: there's certain things in the Shemot Aser that are not so as meaningful as other things in the Shemot Aser. Do I not say them anymore? No. So what, to me, that's a silly argument. But wait, if you're talking, I mean, about, you see that you see
2: danger though, and there's clearly like the the, the probability of
0: danger. You is see so that. Minimal, the, you see that in from the pos- a
2: subjective perspective <coughs> that what I'm doing is I'm just. So then there's good reason not to misuse Hashem's name, not to. For say example,
0: let me give what you whatever. an example. Right. For example, but let me read you a quote th- th- from a Pesach Advir, <laughs> who's a Sfadi Pesach, I think he learned in. I think he was in in, in Turkey or something. He's talking about the trains, and he says, "Look, at the end of the day, you're going by train." So you don't have a sakana, but at the end of the day, this is like this is a this is a journey that a lot of people go by foot, and when you go by foot, there is a danger. So even you happen to be going by train, so this, this so we still consider the of sakana. So you see, even if, so, so, what do you do nowadays when nobody's making that trip by foot anymore? So you could see even here with trying to he's trying to to maintain, and you see the represents to this guy in ninety one where it was already thing, and he's going to Montreal, but. There is an agenda. on The one hand, that you know, we have all these brachas. We've spoken in the past about the challenges of the Shekhe Yonu and other things. That all these brachas, which is like difficult to keep up nowadays, and we we, we have this agenda to sort of keep the brachas alive. And at the same time, okay, this is derech, this is sakonet. There has to sort of be some justification, even even if it's a, even if it's not a smooth justification, but at least some so that's justification. Where you're, that's
3: where you're coming down with your personal things, and it's your personal thing. Do you feel? There's a sakana. Are you? There's clearly a, a subject? quality
0: do, do you feel a sakana, or at least do you feel that you're going on a journey, <laughs> right? right? Do you? Some people think about going to Milwaukee the way I feel about going to Skokie, right? right. Now I've never been to Milwaukee. I don't think I have. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, I, I, so for me, going to Milwaukee, I feel like I'm going on a trip, yeah. right? So Depends. so that could play a role and I think that there's again it's She's uh, saying how it plays a role. Again, I think the post can say so and you see clearly in the rabbis letter that he says that you don't say it for when you wait to the airport if you're not going on the plane why? Cuz you always go to the airport. You always travel that close. So so I yeah? yeah. Is that uh, somewhat uh, That's
1: beautiful. I'm just going to be late. <laughs> <laughs> the airplanes the, the 737s and the 747s from Boeing were made around the 40 the the 60s and the 70s are still in service. They don't make any more of those airplanes. They just keep repairing them and servicing them and inspecting them. So, I mean, pretty soon you're going to be flying on 100-year-old airplanes and you not even realize that because right. they still use them, the same airplane. So, I mean... <laughs> You'd I'm I'm going to be saying to question this I'm going to be states saying states. prayers before I get on a 747 yeah.
0: <laughs> Look I just I, To me the way I work If you want to say if you want to re- if you probability. <laughs> Okay, but you're
2: well, very into the- I'm I'm right now going into the plane right, that right now at this moment that it's going to reach that 100 year point and I'm going to be the one that's going to die I, I think it's going to be a few others before it gets to me and I'll be like, okay, well, well safety and numbers, the, the parameters okay, have safety changed and the parameters. If you really
0: want to get technical about statistics there may be, and again, I haven't done the research but there may be an argument to be made that the moment of takeoff mm-hmm. Is statistically more dangerous than uh, certainly more dangerous than the rest of the flight, um, statistically. um, But it may be be more dangerous than car travel or these certain types of car travel. Worst
1: air airplane collision in history was on a small island. I can't remember the name of the island, but it was all these planes were taken off like they were like seven eighty-sevens taken off from this tiny little, you know, uh, Catalina Island or whatever. (coughs) And one of them was taken off and of the other one was landing. Oh,
2: was, yeah. Everybody died. Yeah, 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 of course, of course. But very rare. Those kinds of things yeah. are very rare. I know when I, when you get to the part of the Chaios Rose, so you're, you're in a plane, you're like, what? There's going to be like a, but like then a you bear think of the show. Hudson,
0: you think of the Hudson, Miracle on the Hudson, right? The That's exactly strikes. what I was
2: thinking, yes.
0: Right? and you have deers on there like,
2: they're they're rusty. And even but, if you really a, lion, get to a lion eating you and a bird getting into your uh, into the engine,
0: they're equally raw. Like the, and maybe the,
2: the lion doesn't have bad intentions, he's just the, hungry. I mean
0: <laughs> some of those some of those flight attendants are nasty, they could be listening. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>